Hi, I'm Batista at DrFitnessUSA.com. In this episode, we will explore the connection between motion and emotion and how to release hidden emotional trauma in the body by specific strength training exercises through movement and awareness that rewire the brain by rebalancing the web of connective tissue that supports and connect everything in the body in order to return it into balance. There's a sequencing of exercise that produces different emotions. So you can relate that to a song. How many times do you listen to a song and it doesn't do anything for you? And then another song comes on like I want to love you till I die. See? And all of a sudden you go, oh, oh I want to heal the world. All of a sudden you see how, how you have different emotions. So people don't relate that lifting weights has a sequence or a rhythm to it that creates different emotions of how you feel when you enter a gym environment. So what looks good to another person might not be good for you. So emotions play a vital role in ensuring that our needs are met. They are like a warning sign. Every emotion vibrates at a different frequency. So for example, negative emotions such as fear, anger, frustration, etc. vibrate at a very, very low frequency and they're going to release neuropeptides into the brain such as adrenaline and cortisol which is like a poison it's going to be very damaging to the body these neuropeptides are helpful in case of a emergency if you have an accident and you have to act really quickly then it becomes very helpful but in the long run these neuropeptides these chemicals in the body can be very very detrimental so on the other hand positive emotions vibrate at a very high frequency such as love forgiveness these produce neuropeptides that are very healing to the body such as uh, endorphins and oxytocin so negative emotions weaken you while positive emotion strengthen you. These emotions get trapped in the body, in the fiber, the tissue, the muscles. Now understand the muscle has memory, that your body has memory, intelligence, and it doesn't matter how hard you try to suppress it, it will remember. So these traumas can come from many different uh, areas. They can come from uh, social conditioning, from uh, traumas that might have happened, upbringing, habits, environmental stressors, or even past life. Now the body is the temple. You can consider it kind of like a house. So the front of your body is the social, your social experience is what you present to the world, while the back of the body could be the things that we avoid or we don't want to look at. Now, based on the two hemispheres of the brain, the left brain being the male, the yang, 
relates to the right side of the body. So your right side of the body is your male conditioning, while the left side of the body would be the receptive side. Now your brain follows the biological rhythm of the heart. So whatever your heart dictates is going to translate to your brain. So when you express emotions of love, comfort, compassion, then it creates lucid patterns in the brain. While when your heart is angry and frustrated, then it will create incoherent patterns in the brain. So when the brain thinks something, logic, but the heart feels something different, then there is a disconnection. And those neuropeptides that go into, you know, from the heart to the brain, then they're all confused and the body turns into itself. It's kind of like self-punishment. So the body mm -hmm. says, well, what, what, are you, what are we doing? And so the body actually has a way of punishing itself, going confused. And mm -hmm. that can create a lot of, uh, of those autoimmune disorders. Research indicates that body states with regards to the chemical, visceral, and musculoskeletal are key factors in the formation of what is called feelings. So no wonder when you can put the body back into balance, then you can really get a grip on your emotional states. So if you went to a chiropractor, you're assuming that they're going to do an adjustment, and if you hear a popping sound, then you're going to say, oh, emotionally, I, I must be feeling better. Now, if you go to an acupuncturist, and they hold up the needle, and they put it in the wrong part of your body, you would experience an emotional response also. Your spine and your hips are your support system the strength comes from the ground up. So it's very important to start your exercise program by strengthening your lower extremities. And you would do that with a leg press, for example. They sit in the machine, of course, they might go in and out in the adjustment. And then they're gonna do this, they're gonna take this little pin and put it in the minutest weight, 40 pounds. And they're going to try to do this weight like 15 times. So here's where the emotion comes in. What they're going to experience is of trying to try to have a marathon with their body. So they actually feel exhaustion and not much benefit from the way that they're doing it. The reason is they're going to put their feet see high up like this see so the spine you see the spine how it's curved at the bottom you've got tremendous tremendous compression even when you push it back the force is in your low back and then and then they're going to do this they're going to go high up once and they're going to do this okay so their uh their upper body mass is causing tremendous stress in their body. Their body's not really grounded. And so they're doing 15 reps. So that's causing one emotion. If you want to feel strong and empowered, then you have to be in control of what you're doing. So how that would happen is you would put your feet at the bottom. Okay. 
see? Like a ballet dancer. And as soon as you do that, look at my back, how it's, it's always grounded. So what that means, instead of pushing with my knees, I'm pushing with my hips or my glute muscles. And I can put my hands here as a guide, and now I'm going to push it. I'm going to let the weight come all the way in. I can even be closer. But what's going to happen is it's going to cause an emotional response of empowerment. And I'm only going to do eight reps because I want to work the mass part of the, the muscle. It means I want to incorporate as, much, as many muscle fibers as possible to cause stimulation to the body. Plus, I want to increase my strength so that I have more endorphins being released by my brain so that when I go to other exercises they become much more easier and I can take a weight that's really appropriate to develop that specific muscle or group of muscles. So, now, the reason also is this is how the machine is made. The force is angulated. So when I push, there is no stress on the body. If I go like this, my spine is not supported properly. I'm pushing through the middle of my back, and the machine is going against the, uh, in a direction that it's no, it's going straight ahead, of course. But the function of the machine isn't being used in the way it was designed to. So when you do an exercise, it has an effect on your emotions. Are you going to feel accomplished? Are you going to have sensation in your body, or are you going to go away and uh, kind of be like what we call brain dead? Thinking that if you take 40 pounds and you do 15 reps, you must be working your body. This is something that somebody made up, that to get lean and mean, that they need to use high reps and light weight. It's actually the opposite. As we explored earlier, the heart dictates the frequency by which your body is going to operate. So after developing and increasing the strength with the leg press, we would now tackle the task of releasing the emotions stored in the heart. So, so when we work with the heart, for example, what we do is the first thing is that we need to release the emotions. Okay, that's the first thing. So we press on the chest press, but there's different ways of doing it. When we teach a chest press, for example, we don't do it on a flat bench. Okay, because when you are on a flat bench, it can provoke feelings of being out of control. Fear, especially if you're working with dumbbells and now you have to go all the way back. You know, it can be quite scary and it can, it can provoke some of those reactions. So right. the first thing that we do is we want the person to feel in control, okay? Because the, some of the fears in life is fear of abandonment, rejection, noise, failure. So when you go back like this, you know, it can activate a bunch of fears. And so we want the person to be in control. So we're going to do the chest press on an angle. Also, we in the beginning, we would favor doing it with dumbbells, not a bar, 
you know, so you see people doing it with bars. Later on, when the person is more advanced, we can introduce uh, chest pressing with a Smith machine or angulated um, bench with bar and things like this. But at first, we want to do it with dumbbells because when you do it with a bar, you see the bar crosses the heart. This machine has two handles. So what happens is, don't grab the bottom handle, grab the top handle. See? Now, I never grab the machine and squeeze it like this. What I do is I cup my hand. See? I cup it. So the thick part of the palm is resting on here. See? Okay. So what I'm going to do is, instead of just sitting straight up and my back flat, I'm going to roll back. I'm going to get your hips back. I'm going to roll back on my shoulders. See? The shoulders are here. you got to roll them back and the elbows, see this, you're cupping it, but the elbow has to rest on the bottom handle. So what's gonna happen is I'm gonna have a circular motion. I'm not gonna be doing this. I'm gonna, it's a natural movement of the chest. So what, I'm gonna, you know, remember you have to round your shoulders. Now, when you round your shoulders, you're now squeezing your rhomboids or your shoulder blades together. That's why it's very important to incorporate in your training the secret sauce of how to strengthen your rhomboid muscles because they stabilize your shoulder joints during uh, chest pressing. So watch this. I'm going to do one like this. Eh? And I never lock out. People do this, they lock out. So it's a gentle flow of motion, watch. Just relax. When the person starts chest pressing like this, they start releasing these emotions in, in the chest, but it's not so easy because in order to really effectively do this the person has to reach a certain level a certain weight so there is a way of working through so that the person can actually reach the weight to actually be able to do that so now when they start releasing they start feeling better now we are going to introduce a fly a chest fly again on an angulated press so see the 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 rhythm, the harmony in this, first you press, you release, then you open. So it works together. And then we might be uh, doing an exercise for the back. We might go into a, um, a pullover. So we are always looking to release, open, stretch from every angle. So when you look at, uh, for example, some of the exercises that would have an opposite effect for the heart, uh, you can see, for example, pec decks. Pec decks. You see when there's a machine and you put your this part of the arm and then you go like this. You see what that does? Mm -hmm. See? It closes, no. closes, no. closes. We want to open stretch so other thing uh, if you can think of uh, like for example but people can, that do a lot of planks you see clothes no. i mean no normal male that has a masculine 
side to him would feel empowered doing a plank in the middle of a gym because he's not being grounded. When he planks out like that, he's putting extreme stress on his back because if you notice, the back straightens out and the back is supposed to have a natural curvature attached to your hips. So that wouldn't be a exercise that would be beneficial. Uh, I know you're working your core. Uh, I think if we didn't have core, we wouldn't be alive today. People that, uh, if you like do a crossover machine with, um, with the uh, cables, now you can do it right if you were to push your body forward a little bit like this, you see moving the body forward and then bringing the, the arms forward and without touching them or crossing, but people do it like this, see? Mm. Yeah. So, so the form and the technique of how the exercise is done can completely change the emotion that that exercise is going to have on the body. Well, wow, that's fascinating. I never thought of that. I mean, opening your heart and learning how to do your heart. I mean, everybody that's working in the energy field is really talks about that and they want to do that. But, you know, to put it in the context of physical exercise and going to the gym and structural readjustment and talking about it that way, it makes so much sense, right? and puts it into you know a way in which you can open your heart so it's not so painful so that you can release the motion doing physical exercise that's you know in the right weight and all the rest of that yeah so that's really interesting muscularly speaking the heart needs the support of the back so exercises that strengthen the back are pullovers lat pull downs for example or one arm rare delts. Those are exercises that open and expands the back. Now, some of the exercises that we would avoid that constrict and closes the back are two arm delt flies, for example, or rare delts, pull-ups, or we always avoid to put bars over our neck, which would send pain signal through our spine. So let's talk about the neck. The neck represents flexibility, the ability to look around, to look at what's behind us. So if you have neck pain, it could be a um, problem with self-forgiveness, self-recrimination. So many exercises put tension on the neck, which aggravate those emotions. Say, for example, um, like, Okay, let's do like, for example, a chin-up. You know, like the people, they were all on in a bar like this and they go like this. So they're like this. Mm. You know, you see what happens? Unless they're super strong and super nice and they have good form and then they can actually, you know, but people just look around. People don't work out like that. You know, they just go like this. Right. So all this is going to, it's going to overdevelop the trapezius muscles that's going to push the neck forward and constrict the neck. Wow, really interesting. Energy, energy blockage and energy now, cut. Exactly, exactly. So a couple of uh, tips about this is, for example, always be aware of keeping the neck in a neutral position. 
all right? And also, when you do an exercise, for example, if you're going to do a lat pull-down where you bring the, the, the weight down in front or in back, yeah. not only leave the, the neck neutral, but also what people do is they overextend the arm. And you see what happens? Yeah. So then they overextend and then they push down like this. Same thing happens here. So we don't do that. We leave the, the, the neck neutral. We bring the weight down an inch. So we activate the actual lat muscles, which is what it's meant for. And from here, now we push down. No pressure on the neck. Wow. Yeah, I think that's one thing that I need to learn. I know when I do that, I the tendency is almost, uh, I don't know, conditioned to do that forward, you know, get into this mode of when you're pulling something down behind your back and having to move forward and open your chest and, and bring it down behind your head is something you've got to be aware of. You've got to be in your body. You've got to move yourself around to get it because spun Spontaneously, you're going to do this. At least Absolutely. that's what I found. Absolutely, because we are a creature of our habits. Okay, so we, and this is why most people, they, they, when they go into fitness, they want to get in shape and they think, oh, I'm going to start an exercise, I'm going to do yoga, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Then most of the time, they just work out from the perspective where they stand, where they're at. And mm -hmm. whatever their habit uh, is that's how they're going to do it and then they're going to do it it's just going to make it worse right in other words they're going to reinforce whatever bad habits they have by putting muscles on top of it exactly exactly and then good luck because then it's compounding right, right. it's not a co a compounding physically but as we see that the um, that every every action actually has a reaction, every motion has is associated with emotion. Then we start really. It's now we are thinking. It's maybe outside the box, but it's it's um, it's powerful. Yeah, you're it's packing that emotion in even tighter, rather than using the exercise uh, to release the motion. You're doing actually the opposite. You're pounding it in. Exactly. So don't want yeah, to do it. Exactly. Women, they don't want to have a bulky look. Could apply to a guy too. So, one of the exercises that you see a woman do is uh, it's probably been taught by a trainer or a guy. She's going to do what we call an upright row. This is a very unnatural movement for a woman. It works the upper trapeze muscle, okay, to the middle of your back. Subconsciously, the exercise doesn't really feel good, but she doesn't know why. Because it's not a movement that I think uh, most women want to entertain. What about men? Some men do, but the better way to do an upright row is to try to use it to build the caps on the side of the shoulders that would make you look more elegant in either a dress or a suit. So the grip would be medium grip, see? See? 
So when they do it the other way with a narrow grip, then it puts a lot of stress on the neck? Yeah, you, you want to know why your neck is under tension all day long or you're not relaxing, yes. It, it creates an emotion that when you go to other exercise, you've now exhausted a certain group of muscles like your arms so that you don't perform the other exercises efficiently. So I wouldn't uh, say this is the greatest uh, exercise for a woman to incorporate her program. And what about men? Uh, it could be a great exercise for men because they're stronger and they can actually take some weight that can produce muscle mass. Uh-oh, you'll be saying that women are not strong? <laughs> you uh, might offend somebody. <laughs> I'm not saying that women are not strong. I'm saying that the mass of a man's muscles and his structure can support that movement more naturally. Oh, okay. Uh, for a man that might feel uh, uh, an emotional empowerment. So there are differences between men and women in the routines that they use in the gym or the sequencing. So when you're working with your boyfriend, etc etc I don't think that's a great idea I think that you ought to both have your own program I think coming to the gym brings a couple closer together but you ought to have your own program and follow the music to your own drummer so to speak so to avoid putting pressure on your neck keep your neck neutral while you exercise and choose your exercises wisely avoid chin-ups dips narrow grip upright row shrugs and watch your technique when you do your lat pull down front or back. And basically what we're doing is we are reconnecting the connective tissue of the body into perfect balance so that we can be whole. You know, love is the answer, right? So the love vibration creates the patterns in the brain and then everything starts flowing. So what better can a person do than taking that half an hour to go take care of their body, take care of their place? That's self-love. Mm, absolutely. That's self-love. Then start with loving yourself, you know, and, and give yourself that tool, those, those the gifts of uh, giving yourself the time to take care of your body. <laughs>